So you know those uh, snow machines at ski resorts? It's a weird day to do this topic because it's like 85 degrees weirdly. Yeah. But uh, I want a nuclear-powered snow machine. And the reason you would want this, for one, it would make a lot of snow and that would be awesome. But then the whole idea is there's TV shows on like crazy ways to prevent global warming or to deal with climate change and they're like, Oh, we're going to put like a big sheet in space and it's going to block part of the earth from the sun and that'll cool it down. I haven't heard this one, but this would be a way. The idea is what a nuclear power plant does, and this is an idiot's description of what a nuclear power plant does. I'm not educated in nuclear power, but it's basically a giant steam engine. And what they do is they heat the water with the nuclear reaction And the water generates steam, and the steam turns the turbine, which generates the electricity. And then they just cool back down that same water in, like, a cooling pond. So they waste all of that heat energy. Why not just shoot it straight up into the air? So you do this in a cold climate. You just launch all of that heat that you'd otherwise be wasting, all of that steam. Just shoot it straight up in the air and... Hopefully, maybe you might need a few nuclear reactors in one area to generate enough moisture in the air to make it snow. And so that's what you'd do. You'd put that like on the coast of like Antarctica or somewhere in northern Russia or northern Canada or Greenland. Basically, you'd put it somewhere where the winds go over land too. So you'd be like getting ocean water, shooting it straight up in the air. My thought is that when it becomes steam, the salt, it's going to just trickle straight down. But the steam is going to go way up in the air and maybe 50 to 100 miles or whatever. It's going to form snow clouds. It's going to snow onto the land. So you're basically, it's a way to put water back onto land that was getting melted from the melted glaciers and falling into the ocean. So it's a way to, not to deal with warming, but to deal with the sea rise part. You're just putting the, the water back onto the land to keep the sea from rising. Well, you just made my idea very trivial. <laughs> well, uh, the, both ideas have the same level of ridiculousness, probably. Yeah, but yours, if safe, can help the entire world. I really don't think it would work, but it's an interesting... Th- it's fun to think about things like that. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Except you're kind of creating a man-made nuclear winter. <laughs> and then, so... Um, There's two types of nuclear power plants, one where the same water that hits the nuclear fuel rods circles through the cooling pod and back around again into steam. So you wouldn't want to shoot that up into the air because it's radioactive water. But they have another type where there's two different sets of water and only one set of water goes into the fuel rods. And then the other part, they just put the two bodies of water next to each other, I guess. There's like probably a loss of energy that way a little bit. But the water that goes into the cooling pond and stuff is not radioactive. And people can actually swim in those ponds. And sometimes they do, especially in like cold areas, like they'll swim in the nuclear cooling ponds. Really? Yeah. So you could shoot that up into the air because it's not radioactive water. Yeah, it wouldn't be like at a ski resort, those snowmakers. I mean, as soon as it comes out of the nozzle, it's snow. But basically, it would be like a steam thing that you wouldn't want it to turn to snow right away because then you just end up with a nuclear power plant buried in snow. Right. You'd want it to go up really high into the air like and get carried away by the wind. That's kind of interesting. In my mind, it's a little bit dangerous, but 
So another thing that I looked up that I didn't write on here is uh, – so basically you'd be putting all these nuclear power plants like far, far away from people like on Antarctica. Like could they have a giant underwater power cable to connect those nuclear reactors to like South America? It's like two, three hundred mile gap there. Uh, I forgot what it's called, that water gap below South America near where the Falkland Islands are okay. where – British went to war with them, like in the 80s. That's the closest land point to Antarctica. But I googled, and like the farthest underwater power lines are not quite that far. But there's a few in proposed and development. They want to like have a bunch of solar panels in like northern Africa, turn the Sahara Desert into just giant solar panels, and then send the power under the Mediterranean to Europe. And that's about that's farther than. So it is possible, technically possible, to uh, have an undersea cable to connect nuclear power plants in Antarctica to to transfer that power across the ocean to South America. And then my other thought was, well, maybe it's a good time to uh, populate Antarctica if we're going to put a bunch of nuclear power plants there. And, and another reason that I think it's a good time to populate Antarctica is that we have electric cars now. So you can have like a totally indoor underground society complete with cars you don't have to worry about venting the exhaust fumes or poisoning everybody with exhaust fumes that would be i mean electric car is great but would you really want to live indoors for most of the year the, the year uh if you're in antarctica yeah <laughs> if you have like severe allergies or something why not i don't know that just would suck i mean i like going outside so yeah, that, that's not a necessity for this plan, but it's one of my stupid ideas that I had. It would just be like one giant shopping mall. Yeah, why not? That could be cool. I always thought it'd be cool to live in a mall. Like, there's somewhere I saw on TV that they have an apartment complex in a mall, so you wouldn't have to do laundry. You could just like walk down into the mall in your underwear and, well, maybe boxer shorts at least and a t-shirt and uh, slippers and just buy a t-shirt. And put it on. You wouldn't have to do laundry. You wouldn't have to buy a TV you just go to, to Best Buy and <laughs> yeah. watch it there. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, the uh, the global warming thing. So, eventually, it's going to get so hot that everything that you put on Antarctica is just going to melt immediately anyway. But it, if it did work and we could put a lot of the ocean water onto land using these nuclear snow machines, it'd buy us some time at least until it got so hot that everything just melted immediately. And then you could also either use those nuclear plants to generate normal electricity and run it through an underwater cable, or you could have like a switch. Like if it's the right weather conditions, the winds are right, then it generates the snow machine part and either doesn't generate quite as much electricity or just doesn't generate electricity at all. Like it just maximizes, uses full power of the nuclear power plant to generate steam. Maybe you could even, if you don't need to turn the uh, turbine to make electricity, maybe you could even get it even hotter. You could like dip the fuel rod farther down to melt down type conditions to just generate more steam. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you really thought about that? Well, yeah, I think about these stupid things. Where were we? Um. So, yeah, maybe you could uh, switch between generating electricity and generating pure snow. Or 
Also, you could just have it normally just use all the waste heat that would normally be just using a cooling pool for to cool it down. There might be some problems with this. One is it might boil birds. <laughs> birds happen to fly by. Or penguins. Penguins don't fly. No, but they would walk by. They're curious. They might get the salt might rain down on them or they might get buried in snow. Because Antarctica normally only gets like like a tenth of an inch of snow per year or some ridiculous low amount. I did not know that. Like in the middle of Antarctica. Now if all of a sudden it's getting like 20 inches of snow, <laughs> all these penguins aren't used to walking through like uh, 20 inches of unpacked snow. <laughs> It'll just be like his beak and his like two eyes is poking out the top. That would be so cute. <laughs> Such a cute uh, death. <laughs> I wouldn't die. Stuck. We'd have to make them like little penguin snowshoes. That would even be. There's a calendar in there. <laughs> exactly. Um. So you wouldn't have to use it for just snow. Like there's some weird places. I think uh, the mountains in California are one of them. Where if it rains just off the coast in California, like into those mountains, if the water runs down towards the coast, I mean it goes straight to the coast. But if it goes the other way, like towards the middle America. It'll go all the way across the whole country down the Colorado River or Mississippi River or the Rio Grande. or It'll go a long distance before it finally gets to the ocean. That's kind of cool. Lots of the droughts. Yeah, so you could use it to help with droughts and make it rain instead of snow if you put them in the right spot. And maybe you could put them – one of the things is that uh, – I haven't heard whether this is going to happen, but there's some – Areas of the the world where they have like the rainy season and the dry season. And part of the reason why they have dry seasons is because they're not getting fed from rivers from northern mountains. Hmm. Like Africa, there's no, like northern Canada, like the mountains in in Colorado and farther north, way up into Canada, the snow melts like way up into June, July, and it keeps filling up those rivers that flow down the U.S., but if there was no snow in those mountains, it would just be dry. Those rivers would dry up. And so it'd be a lot drier in the summer in the U.S. It, it might be a similar thing. I don't know if it would necessarily have a wetter season in the winter, but we'd have a drier season in the summer. So you might have to do something weird like this unless we want like Bangladesh or Africa, just wet, swampy season and then just bone dry no. summer. I haven't heard if that's definitely going to happen in the U.S., but... I think it is. It probably will. But this might combat that if you could somehow make it rain. So instead of the gradual snow melt feeding the rivers, you'd have like some high-tech thing feeding the rivers. Yeah, this is kind of depressing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, another thing. They keep saying that they're almost ready to get nuclear fusion to work, like fusion power. Like normal nuclear power is nuclear fission where they're splitting the atoms. But they can, like, generate electricity, they think, by fusing atoms together. And I think that's cleaner, but I think people aren't going to want to have, let's say they figure it out. They figure out how to generate nuclear fusion power plants. Where are they going to put them? Like, people are so afraid of nuclear power, they're not going to want one where they live. Maybe if it's way, way safer and less radioactive than normal nuclear power. But, like, if nobody wants them in their neighborhood... Just put them where I'm saying to put them, like way over in Antarctica, you know, like uh, that way you're doing two things at once. You're uh, having a place where you don't have to fight locals, like the NIMBY thing, not in my backyard. Um, How close does a power plant have to be 
to power in a neighborhood? I don't know. I suppose I should uh, look into that. But I'm pretty sure, like, uh, I think if, if they leave it super high voltage, low current, which I think most long transmission lines are, I, I think you can pretty much send it as far as you want without having much loss. It's only when they convert it down to, like, local levels, like, uh, to power neighborhoods and houses, they lower the voltage down from, like, a million volts down to, like, 120 volts. That's when there's more loss in the transmission lines. So they might be able to have like one grid covering the whole damn world with super, super, super high voltage lines. I don't know. Or at least you could like, for Antarctica, they could power like Brazil or something. And then in northern Canada, maybe they could power like New England on one side. And then Alaska could like power like Seattle and maybe down the west coast. It's interesting. If they can't go literally all the way across the world, maybe they, I don't know. I don't know for sure though. But yeah, they can crank up the voltage to re- like ridiculously. Like, I don't know if it's literally a million volts, but it's like way up there. This all seems like it could possibly one day be doable. Yeah. I was shocked that I haven't seen this as a proposed thing. I mean, I've seen things like, oh, they want to, um, block part of the earth or shoot some like things into the atmosphere to make it cloudy or to, uh, I saw one where they want to put like, uh, insulating blankets over Antarctica to, uh, keep the snow from melting. You could do that with this too, I suppose. But would that actually work? I don't know. Well, with this, I don't know. <laughs> but with this, maybe that's a good idea because you're putting lots of snow in one spot. You wouldn't have to put the blanket over all of Antarctica. You just put it where you're dumping hundreds of feet high of snow from my nuclear snow machines. Yeah. I don't, I like the idea. Yeah, I haven't seen one about nuclear-powered snow machines on, like, YouTube or, like, those Discovery Channel. Like, 10 things that, like, futuristic inventions that, whatever. I love shows like that, but I haven't seen this idea. Maybe because it's too stupid, but. No, it doesn't. Maybe nobody thought of it. I mean, I'll be honest. All the ideas I have are stupid. (laughs) Undoable. This one is, from my non-scientific mind, it seems plausible. 